0: YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh aren't they good?
1: Well they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme
0: song again. Bye.
1: Okay, bye. Watch- oh!
2: Two o'clock. You know what that means, everybody. It's two o'clock here at Mutiny Radio. It's time for Some Call Me Tim. Some Call Me Tim, the show here on Mutiny Radio, uh, where we talk about what one particular individual in the world believes in and where they came from and why they believe what they believe. And today we have very special guest, Sergio Novoa. Sergio Novoa. Is Navoa pronounced correctly? Yes. Oh, good. Cool. I did it.
1: Some call me Tim. Can I call him Timmy?
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> some call me Tim. The reason it's called that is from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, the movie gotcha. from the 70s. And they're all on this search for this, the Holy Grail, which is like this, you know, mythical religious item. And then it turns out to all be a joke. Yeah. Um, the Wizard of Oz. Sort of, yeah. The, who is the man? Is there a man behind the curtain? Is uh-huh. Jesus the man behind the curtain? Is it a glory hole if it's a curtain, or if it's, is it out of it's I call word? him Jesus, but yes, it could it's, be. It's, yeah, <laughs> Jesus is behind the curtain. Uh, so do you believe, look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, do you believe in Jesus? Um, I think the
1: version of Jesus I believe
2: in is slightly
1: different than what I was taught as a child. So, I don't believe in a God that's punishing you, scrutinizing you. Um, So, I don't believe it in the sense of the Catholic religion, which is what I was brought up as. Oh. I was brought up
2: Catholic. So, you were brought up, well, were you born again or were you going through the priest? You weren't like Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior in your soul, talk to Jesus all the time. You were like. Oh, no. You talked. You didn't, so there wasn't like when you but you prayed I prayed
1: and I questioned everything so that's been my oh
2: the Catholics don't like that no
1: they do not like <laughs> yeah, that I mean no. <laughs> imagine a seven-year-old at catechism school why do you say that and they never I felt they never had a tangible answer really yeah and i looking back I
2: thought oh my god
1: this priest must have hated me sure. no other
2: child was asking we're like, okay, okay. They just memorized it. And catechisms you're just supposed to memorize, right? Like God is a spirit, he doesn't have a body like a man.
1: Yeah, I mean, what is it? Our Holy Father, let's see if I know it, let's see. Our Father who art in heaven. I remember
2: this one. Oh my God. Hallowed our, be thy
1: name. be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. Amen. Yeah.
2: What? For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the something. Oh, For that is. You didn't hear that part?
1: I, I had the edit version, I had the I remix edit. version. Yeah.
2: Right. Wicker, wicker, <laughs> wicker, wicker. Uh, we also did the now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take.
1: I've heard of that. I, I don't know. I think know it, it was like a
2: Protestant thing. Yeah.
1: Oh, and there was yeah. another one Hail Mary, full of grace. Oh, the bliss, blessed art
2: thou among, among women.
1: women. Blessed are the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us now and at the hour of our death.
2: Right? Yeah. Something like that? That's the Catholic stuff. Oh, yeah.
1: So deep. So I, my, I still have those two yeah. things. They're kind of like Madonna lyrics. <laughs> The closest I come oh to God. Oh my God! Is you
2: th- should do that as a, you should talk about that as a joke. That's very funny, <laughs> Madonna
3: lyrics.
1: The closest I come to God is like a prayer when yeah. Madonna does it live. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, I was brought up Catholic, but I questioned it from the beginning. Like even did you get slapped in the face? A oh, lot? I got reprimanded constantly. But I also questioned it because the people I would see at church who were constantly the goody-goodies, as soon as they were out of church, they were such awful people. Mm. And I just remember as a little boy thinking, that doesn't make any
2: sense. Like they throw rocks at birds or something.
1: Yeah, they were just evil. They were the bad person in the neighborhood who reported everyone, who wasn't friendly, who wasn't Mm. helpful. And Mm. I just thought, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah, so.
2: So you consider yourself a moral person despite leaving, like religious structure
1: oh yes i think i don't think religious structure defines if you're a good person or not Ah. most people that i find who with the exception of three i know three people who are true christians in every sense of the word wow and i was amazed by i am still amazed by them and i told all three had i known you as a child i probably would have been a christian wow because they were that amazing they're amazing people like my three favorite people on the planet wow but everyone else... Because they walk
2: the walk and talk the talk.
1: They walk... I mean, they
2: can... It's a hard, it's a hard walk to... It's a hard path to walk, too, if you oh, want to yeah. really be, like, doing all that turn-the-other-cheek shit.
1: Yep. And they do it with grace, which is beyond uh, me. I don't
2: understand that grace Yeah, stuff.
1: yeah I can turn right. the other cheek, but that hand is going to come right back around.
2: And well, they... Well, I, I mean, I've learned in that... it's. It took me a long time, but I don't have time for revenge because I don't have time to do evil. I only have time to do good. Like, I'm so busy just doing what I need to do and just living life and doing good things and trying to keep things afloat that I don't time like if I've been wronged by a person it's like oh well yeah like I've just I've sort of learned how to let that go and not fester and not put any energy into it because there's only so much energy why would I put it into something where I can't get anything positive out of it
1: completely agree I think as I've gotten older I'm aware of that you really don't do anything to the other person, you're harming yourself. Right. And, and also being busy and being happy with your life, you really don't notice other things people are doing because you're busy with your life. Right. Uh, so I find that to be big. When I was a child, when I was younger, I moved out of my house at 16. <gasps> so I had to learn a lot of things Whoa. very quickly. Did you graduate from high school early? I graduated from high school, yes, I did.
2: And you just were like, mom, dad, oh, no, no, I am no, out. no, no.
1: no um, Abuse of family, drug, alcohol, and just mental, physical, emotional abuse. And at 16, I just, I had it. I, I was like, I'm done. But
2: you I'm put yourself together enough that you were able to do you graduate early? Or did you just I've, move I've out finished. of the house? No, and I
1: finished. I started working. I started working the day after my sixteenth birthday. Wow. At Jack in a Box. I was making four dollars and twenty five cents an hour.
2: Whoa, that just aged you. You don't look that old.
1: <laughs> I'm forty five. Oh Most people God, would not the same know that. And I um, yeah, and I got myself five roommates at a time. Um, and it worked, you know. Wow. I just kept going one day at a time and Wow. So but yeah. So all those people claim I did the best I could and you know, God, sweetheart, that's all fine and dandy. You can say whatever you need to say to yourself. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I, because of those reasons, when I see people get a little too god i'm like "Mm, what's underneath that
4: Hmm.
1: but i feel the same way when i see someone who's like constantly happy and not genuinely happy like i'm happy i'm i've been told by a few comics (laughs) you're always in a good mood (laughs) you're always happy and i'm like oh okay cool but i mean i genuinely am i don't wake up in the morning and say oh let me pretend to be happy no i'm pretty happy i get annoyed but whatever
2: i wonder sometimes when i you know the hippie dippy people that are like I had so much gratitude, and I bless this mm-hmm. moment. And I'm like, are you really being, are you really doing this without irony? Yeah. Like, are you really, are you really like, blessings and, you know, everything will come to, I'm like, really?
1: Mm. They're awful of shit. Are shade. they hiding? No offense to them, I'm sure they're lovely well, people. <laughs>
2: but is it, but the thing is, is it almost like that you, do we deny ourselves things and almost like shut off part of our like i don't know if it's critical thought or because even you said you when you were a child you were questioning things yeah i feel like to get to certain places like that we just have to stop being questioning it's like i mean this is a weird example but all the extra million people that came in you know, or the extra 200,000 people that came in for Outside Lands, they were all sort of like brainwashed into, this is what you do. You pay $150 for a ticket, and then you pay $10 for a bottle of water, and you can't bring anything in with you, and you have to have, and here, do, and this is, but they're all just like, they all just do it, and they're like, of course, that's the way it is. Everything is this way, and they just don't even question it. Like, why, why is this, why is this? Yeah. Like, what? Does, we're paying $150 to see Janet Jackson? Really? At outside lands Where there's all these people yeah, I, you know, Drinking I th- the Kool-Aid Is what I'm trying to get at I
1: think I mean it all I think everything is true At one moment in time Ooh. I remember When I was 20 years old I went out with someone Who was 21 years older than me oh, Cool Yeah We went To buy shoes And his shoes were $250 Ooh. And at that time In my mind I thought $250 for a pair of shoes I was 20 years old Making whatever I was making Sure And I thought Wow can I get to a point in my life that I can buy something like that? And not so much because I needed the shoes, but I liked the freedom it symbolized. He went in and got the shoes, didn't think anything about it. Right. Now, at that time, 250 was insane to me. Sure. I paid $1,700 to see Madonna front row. Oh, my God. But I got to sing like a prayer. Uh. Well, I'm using the word sing very loosely here. Yeah. But at that time, I was making a ton of money Sure Where I didn't register it For me I found out what Outside lands was I'm sorry There was no one there That I needed to see That badly yeah. That I was willing To spend the day With a bunch of Really young people No offense to young people <laughs> Getting I mean They don't know how to You know There's certain things You just you don't know You wouldn't
2: be But you wouldn't Flip it around Like you just said That you were dating A man who was 21 years your senior I don't you know What they flip saw it out. Oh
1: god no You
2: wouldn't flip it Around right now And be like mm, the only 22 around. year old boy mm, <laughs> The only
1: flipping I do Is roll over onto your stomach Yeah
2: <laughs> exactly But you wouldn't be be like 22 year old. Not really, no. I, I think of the
1: journey I went through as a 20 year old, and I oh. think that ride was bumpy enough. And although I was very mature for my age, and this is a compliment I got, I, with the exception of two individuals, everyone I dated was 13 years and up. Yeah. So, I've always was drawn to the ease and comfort that they represented. Sure. And I thought, ooh, I can't wait to get to that age. I see someone in their 20s and I'm like, ooh. yeah. Your skills are not there yet. Your budgeting sense is not. I mean, oh, there's just so many
2: things. There's and it's, so many things.
1: Nothing wrong with them. It's appropriate for that age. Sure. I just feel They're like... budgeting. Re- it's
2: so funny you talk about budgeting.
1: Yeah. I redid that. I rewent went on that ride. Sure. I don't need to do it again. Of
2: the... I accidentally spent the rest of my rent money on alcohol and now I've got to not have a cell phone for two weeks. See, I never could do that. I could never, I've never been able to be fiscally irresponsible just because maybe it comes from the Jesus stuff, but, or maybe from the Jewy side. I don't know. But I, I'm so (laughs) frugal. Like I save, I save things to the point now where I'm like a hoarder. No, I'm not a hoarder because, (laughs) okay, so here's one thing I can tell you why I'm not a hoarder is that. My wonderful boyfriend this weekend, he was over and he I just did his laundry because I had time or whatever. Oh, that's sweet. And I stacked it up and I was like, it's stacked here and this bothers me and this is a problem. And I said, I have a solution. Do you need another drawer? And he was like, yeah. So I went through, I threw out, I tenderloin yard sales like three bags of clothes that... And it's not that they were bad. I just, this stuff I haven't worn in like... I haven't seen it in 6 months. So oh. there's no reason why I'm going to need these pajama pants. So I just and all these t-shirts that were old and I just didn't want I don't wear them. Yeah. I have them. They're just sitting there scar a bunch of scarves and stuff like I I just put them all in bags and I put them outside like on a little ledge by my house in the tent one and they're all gone. Yeah. And so I'm not a hoarder. Isn't
1: it freeing when uh, you do so, that?
2: Well, then I well, what it freed up is it makes my house more normal because now he put his clothes away. Yeah. So I figured out the solution, which is if I don't want his clothes all over my furniture, I have to give him a place to put his clothes. Mm-hmm. But also when you free
1: things, I, someone said this a long time ago. And, you know, it's simple cliche, but all the simple ones are really true. <laughs> the more stuff you have, the more stuff has you. Ooh. I survived at $4.25 an hour. Yes, I did. Yeah, it was a different time, mm-hmm. but I did. Yeah. If you gave me four, if you gave me fifteen dollars an hour, which is minimum wage right now, I would struggle. I have a mortgage. I have car oh, you, payments. Yeah. I have three dogs. Sure. So they're expensive. They eat a lot. They're ex- oh yeah, and luckily they're never sick. But yeah, you know, my car, my car breaks down. I had to replace my tires. It was thousand dollars. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. So I realized in two thousand eight, I have way too much stuff. More money, more problems. Oh, huh? And I just. I just yes, let it go. Got rid of it. And
2: it was such That is very un American of you. We have we have uh, it's like now twenty million people that have a disease that it ruins it, it makes their lives unfunctionable yeah. because they're hoarders. And it's they're calling it a disease based out of obsessive compulsive disorder, but there are twenty million hoarders. That's insane that yeah. we've created in the past, I don't know, sixty years a mental disorder. That physically renders you incapable of living, and, and it's based stuck. on in in and it's stuff. Yeah, it's like buying stuff. What? How did they? It's, it's just crazy to me that I don't know whatever religion we have that's fu- helping us function. Is it? Are they addressing this material no. needs? Like, cause didn't Jesus talk about material shit? Now we're not supposed to like it. Yeah, most religions, I think, they're
1: busy telling you their method and their way as opposed to as opposed to giving you the tools to decide for yourself i was um one of the first things that i one of the things that i read that made me change my mind and of course there's not one philosophy that everyone is going to agree with and each whether it's a religion or method or whatever everything has something to offer and when you're ready you take what you need and you leave what you don't I was it's a very reading,
2: progressive way to think about religion.
1: Yeah, I was reading Eckhart Tolle, and he said, the child learns to identify itself with me. You give the child a toy, and when you take the toy, the child screams. So in order for you to control it, you give him the toy back. So now the boy knows that the toy is me. And he goes, how many things do you have that you're identified by? Oh! And I thought, what an amazing concept. Wow. So later on that week, because it's the way the Unifer works, my iPad froze. Ah. I'm in a foreign country, ah. very little Wi-Fi. It was iPod. This was before the iPhone was even sure. that big. And I just was going to have a panic attack. And then I remember reading and I thought, oh my God, I'm being identified by this thing. Sure. And just having that moment, I, it just... Things just kind of click. I am not this thing. Yeah, I'm not this thing. And I should be fine without it. And now he gave a ton of examples. When moms become mothers, you know, when they become mothers, I'm a mom, I'm a mom. It's like, no, who are you? Let's take the child out of the equation. Who are you, the individual? And some people identify with being sick and they get pity.
2: Like you get something from it. Well, you're just basically breaking down mental health in in an understandable way.
1: So I thought to myself, how many things exist outside of myself? That identify me.
2: Now, wow. some of them we
1: cannot help. Wow. People see me, they see Latino, short, fuckable.
2: Yes, they <laughs> definitely see that. I saw you. I saw you in the Costco. I was like, Oh, oh. Sergio, looking good. Who's he with? Oh, young man.
1: Now you sound like my uncle. Um, <laughs> and. um And I'm like gay, you know, so then when I was younger,
2: the word gay was so negative. Oh my God. I grew we grew up in the same time. Everyone called you gay when it was like, when you did something wrong, it was basically like if you were stupid or you did something wrong, people called you gay and they didn't even recognize it as a thing that could hurt people's feelings.
1: At all Well living in a Spanish Speaking household I would hear Terrible things About gay people Before I even knew What the word was Really Because my, my grandmother Suspected And my grandmother Took care of me So she suspected There was something Happening with me And her f- Limited View of the world She thought If I Put negativity Into it It might keep them away <gasps> And, you know, all I did is create fear. The yeah. first person I had to convince was myself and sure. recognize that there was nothing wrong. You know, it's like when I finally... And I said to someone, do you remember showing up at a table and choosing straight or gay? <laughs> I said, no. I said, because why would I choose that? Why would I want this difficult lifestyle? Right, I exactly. said, but now that I know it, I would choose it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't tasted the cookie. Hey, I'll take yeah. a dozen. Well, um, but uh, yeah. But I had to go through that. And I had to do a lot of reading, therapy, understanding, praying, to really figure out how much of this painting am I painting or am I letting other people dictate. And till this day, I will encounter something along the way that challenges my view. And I think, okay, Sergio, what are you going to do here? And sometimes I'm learning as I'm getting older. Sometimes I let it go. (laughs) And I realize, and I'm quick.
2: Not every battle is a battle.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really quick and sharp with my tongue. So I... I can cut in and out. And I realize, ooh, that's not going to help you all the time. So I'm learning. I see things. I'm like, all right, let it go. Don't do anything. Let it sit for a day. And I find it helpful. Now, I'm really good at arguing. (laughs) I don't like it. But I'm really good at it. And I retain everything. Oh, Oh, it's a curse. It's a curse.
2: Yeah, so that you can... But the thing is that when you start... I find that the people who want to argue the most are people who are um, insane. Or um, where they're trying to... I'm only just lately I've been dealing with people that are kind of going through some intervention kind of stuff and uh, people that are on drugs and that create their own reality they like we're like okay here's reality down here it's chugging along and they're like nope this is reality up here here we go and I'm like nope your reality isn't real and they're like you're an asshole or whatever like it's anyways it's hard to see Um, This is I don't even know Why Are you How do you deal Are you uh, Do you have any issues With like Substance abuse Or So
1: I grew up In a household Where drugs Were abused So I My View of drugs Was negative Yeah I All I saw Was the hurt It caused You know absent parties no summer holidays uh physical abuse emotional abuse
2: because there was no money to go on to holiday you did you know you oh, to to no, like they,
1: they were always high they were oh we're gonna go to disneyland this weekend and it turned out to be a weekend of partying so we wake up and we're like oh i guess we're not going oh uh, so i saw it as bad sure so i was and i i'm sure i haven't I'm, I'm fortunate that the only things I've ever been addicted to are things that are good for me. Uh, like t- working
2: out or working something?
1: Working out, eating healthy. Right. I am so consumed with comedy now that yeah. all my free time is me writing, me rehearsing, me trying new material. Yeah, it's great. It's very so positive. I'm really lucky. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't do anything. I smoked pot for the first time two years ago. Um, and I dated someone in 2005 who at the time was 40-something and... Said, oh, we're going to party this weekend. I was so naive. I do not know what the word party meant. Oh. Because once I left my house, I i mean, I everyone I knew, no one did anything. Right. And all my friends respected me enough that if they did, they never tried to force it on me. They were like, oh, come and do this everyone said surgery doesn't do it plus have you met me I'm a fucking mess I don't need drugs <laughs> I already have plenty of energy <laughs> I don't well, need and
2: if people don't know when they say party you're like it's a party not oh. like it's synonymous with we're going to party yeah oh, oh I right. thought it was
1: a party like yeah. no yeah. and it turns out it wasn't
2: we're going to have cake and they're like no yeah. it's not cake <laughs>
1: yeah, No. so this person started said, oh we're going to party this weekend and we're going to do coke and I was like That's, what do you mean that's huge and we got into an argument over it and he said look you have a negative association to drugs I don't it brings me closer to my friends and I thought how insane that you need to do drugs to feel closer to a friend this is where I go back to the statement the statement of there are certain things you're not going to know until you get older fast forward three years ago I'm in Amsterdam and we decided to try they call them space cakes I guess equivalent to a brownie
2: Yeah, yeah. and
1: I thought okay I tried a half it was okay Then the next day, they're like, oh, why don't we try some Molly? And I go, oh, I'll try it. Nothing. Next day, all right, let's try Molly again. Nothing. I'm like, I think I'm immune to fucking drugs.
2: Uh Did they get high and you just
1: didn't? Oh, they were like, how can you not be high? We are bloating. And I'm like, I don't feel a thing. Wow. Finally, on the third try, (laughs) I did it. And I was like, oh. And I saw what he meant. The group of us that were together, sure, we were together. Right, like, right. that room could have been empty. It could have been full. It didn't matter. Sure. And I called a friend of his, and I said, if you get a chance to talk to Michael, please apologize for me. I didn't understand what he was talking about. Uh,
2: but I finally got to
1: try it, and I get what he was talking about.
2: Well, but that's... And that's big of you to be able to say, hey, I was wrong, and I no. did have an argument with you, and, and hey, I totally understand where you're coming from. A lot of people don't go back and like smooth over those they just go whatever oh I've made plenty of phone
1: calls apologizing for my narrow mind my narrow point of view my judgmental ways whatever it was wow I grew up in that house so I knew that's the way to do it and then I realized if I feel the need to have to correct you That's not me helping you. That's my ego saying I'm superior. Ooh, you are so wise. (laughs) You're
2: like fucking woke as fuck on the mental health tip. So I just feel like... No, seriously. Like, that's really... You're feeling all of the things that are like these. These kinds of issues hang people up for years. Oh yeah. Like there's an argument that happens and they just go, well, that relationship is broken. Yeah. I'm never going to mend it. I'm never. Oh no, I've. And you, but to be able to go, it's huge to be able to admit mistakes and to be able to, like see your own ego in place of things and how it's you're feeling something about another person but you're really feeling something about yourself yeah. like that's 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 higher
1: level shit. and also just wasteful because <laughs> that person has no idea right so why am i gonna waste my time i mean and i even do it now like if when a, a comedian on thursday did a set and it was so funny what he did i was just impressed how he took Comparing him not having children and the pressure his mother gets to the way he was putting pressure on her when he wanted a cell phone and he crossed those two things together. Uh-huh. It was so funny. I went up to him and I said, that was genius. And then another guy did another set. I go, that was excellent. Like I, so I, I feel that I should be able to express myself as an individual Right. and it should not always be because I'm criticizing something I should be equally as comfortable as pra- for praising someone and you know the community uh, comedy communities on you to me so i'm i'm seeing everything new and i'm like ooh, and i've, I've had a few comics they're like yeah you're new you can tell you're you're still happy
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah which i find you funny super depressed, but i've yeah.
1: always i mean i've always been like this i ran into a woman a few years ago that i worked with when i was about 21 years old and i was like oh my god have you been it's been 20 some odd years and she said you're the same old sergio just happy <laughs> to be alive and i walked away and i thought huh that's interesting. That's what she sees. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not that, but I thought, oh, that's good that that's
2: what. Do you get depressed? Did you used to get depressed? Was um, it, is this happy, is this happiness? Does it come from a place of like, because you had intense sadness at some point and realized that it was, you know, got yourself out of it? Or you've just always been.
1: I think I've been ambitious. Uh. So I, the first rule I'm, so I grew up in a household where I was put down constantly
2: like constantly what would be the things like your room's not clean enough oh no
1: you didn't run fast enough no you didn't um, my mom
2: because my oh
1: yeah because my mother had issues um, other people took care of me and those people did the best they could and I learned a lot and I developed my work ethic because of them and the fact that that environment was so toxic it was the fuel i needed to say get the fuck out of here as soon as you can
3: wow so
1: all those things kind of combined um but
2: like what would it be you'd come home and they'd be like
1: so you you exist so you suck like what what so my <laughs> my the woman who took care of me would say your mother's a whore oh and she left you because you're a dog. Why don't you die?
2: Oh, my God.
1: So when you're six years old. And oh, my kids, God. And you hear this every day.
2: You, what, what
1: is that lady's problem? You know, she was left with a child that wasn't hers. Uh, her husband left her with four children. Oh, my God. And then I come in. So there are has,
2: five children.
1: She has limited resources living in a third world country as a woman. So I don't. What was your third world? Nicaragua. Oh, really? In the height of the war.
2: Oh, this... What? Yeah. This is crazy. So then... So your mom was a drug addict during the no, war? No, no,
1: no. My mom was not present at the time. She, she was not present. She had moved to the States. She moved to the States, so she wasn't around. She um, left
2: you in Nicaragua and moved to the States?
1: Yeah. <laughs> there are six of us, so each one of us has a story. Oh, my God. <laughs> that just happens to be mine. But the woman... Wow. As well-intentioned as she was, her inability to process her anger she passed it on to other people, yeah. and she was hurtful. Because I realized as I got older, when you're a happy person, you don't purposely hurt other people. Emotionally, physically, mentally, and any way. And, you know, I had to do a lot of work. I had to do a lot. <sighs> so the surgery you see now, 20 years ago, when I was 19 years old, I would love to take that surgery and just give him a hug and just say, let it go. So when did you move over here? I moved to the U.S. when I was about six years old. It was
2: 1980, I think, or something around that time. So it was the height of the war. You were living with this other lady Uh and And her her four
1: kids. Well, by then, her kids had been older. They were older, but I was living... at that When it all came down to, it was her and her daughter. They were the only ones left, plus myself. Um, My mom sent for me.
2: Sandinistas everywhere. So she sent for you. She sent the money to live with her okay
1: all I've heard about her was negativity right so all of a sudden I show up to this house in a new country and all I've ever heard of this woman who is my mother is that she was a terrible person unfortunately for her not having the tools she reflected everything that they said so I was feeling sorry that I left this family that it's the family I knew right to go to this woman who is supposed to be the family I have and they're both So that created a lot of bit, a lot of tension between my mother and I, because I could not, I cannot call her mom. I cannot say the words. Wow. And I cannot say it in Spanish. I can say it in English. I cannot say it to her in any language. And in Spanish, I cannot say mom.
2: Wow. Uh, Like it just. Doesn't happen. No. When you came to the United States and you were six years old, what was the most amazing thing that you remember that you saw first? Like, what was the thing that made you go, What the fuck is this America place? The lights at night. The lights at night. Because when
1: you're in Central America and you do not have any understanding of this, they send you postcards of the United States and you see the lights and you think it's just beautiful. So I remember driving in from San Diego or something and coming into LA and just seeing the lights and being like, wow.
2: Because there's no electricity in Nicaragua? Um, (laughs) Not where
1: we lived. Oh, wow. No, no, no. There was electricity, but it wasn't so massive. Sure. I mean, you go to Twin Peaks. You have a Christmas tree. Sure. That I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. well you don't have that. Um, so that was one thing. Also, the house that I grew up in was probably the size of this room in Central America. Uh huh. So I go to a four-bedroom house in L.A. Whoa. With a balcony. What?
2: Yeah. And
1: kitchen. You, events, sure. Dining sure. Room table. Yeah. You know. And my mom, I got her work ethic. Um, I got her compassion for other people. Um, she's way more charismatic than I am, and people oh. love her. I'm not that likable. I have to admit. You're super likable. You're being funny. <laughs> but like my mom is like people adore my mom. They just think she's wonderful. She's not a good mother. But again, I don't I'm not judging any of them. I have no resentment. My mother witnessed her mother be murdered. Oh my god. Yeah. At a young age. <sighs> I cannot imagine what that does to a person. Woof. The only thing I hold anyone responsible for and that's to date be honest with yourself. Yeah. Look at what you're doing. I am not a perfect person. I mess up all the time. But I know my intentions are always good. And when I'm off my rails and I'm off the track and I think, all right, Sergio, what's going on? What is this about? And I got to look, you know, someone gave me this analogy once. When you have to look at yourself and you're trying to fix something, think of it like a pimple. (laughs) If you see the pimple, you got to squeeze it and it'll hurt. But once it comes out, the pain is gone. Uh, yeah So I look in the mirror And I feel like You gotta work on that You gotta figure out What, what that's about And also What in the past Is dictating this behavior Sure now? So these I don't know These are the things That kind of saved me I, I did not speak to my mother From the age of 14 Till about 26 Wow At all At all Not wow. one word Wow um, That's intense Well at the age of 14 She put me on a Greyhound bus From Southern California to San Francisco. Wow! Not called anyone to let them know that I was coming. What? You know what Greyhound was in 1988? Yeah, oh my God! Gross and market. Oh my God! That's not pretty now. Wow! In 1988, it was even worse. So I'm on a bus with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. And I was the old. And I was 14. I looked 11. Sure. I was this skinny, so scary
2: skinny and scrum. greyhound was the grossest way to travel because mm-hmm. people with money just flew.
1: And I. <laughs> Was not street smart at all. I grew up in a very sheltered home. If I was home... Because my mom was so wild, my grandmother kept a really close... I called her my grandmother, but technically she's not my grandmother. I, she kept us a really tight ship. Sure. She knew that I got out of school at 3 o'clock. She knew it would take me 15 minutes to walk home. If I was there at 316, there was hell to pay. <laughs> so I never did the normal high school things. Sure. Now her daughter... Again, my grandmother unfortunately passed all her anger and hate to her daughter, abused her physically and mentally. Things that I would never say to my dog, let alone my child. And I was her outlet. That was the person that they would take it out on. So I got my first job at Jack in a Box. I was supposed to take the garbage out and I didn't. She took all my clothes that I bought with my money to go back to school, cut them up, (gasps) threw them in the garbage, put the garbage in my closet.
2: But why be so mean?
1: That's that's all they knew. And I that became the straw that broke the camel's back. And that was the first time my voice came out.
2: That is so like manipulative though, because it, the crazy thing about it is they took the time to actually cut the clothes so you're sitting there cutting and cutting and what kind of angle what kind of feeling are you getting out of that like yeah. I mean destroy one piece but no but you destroy your children's things why well for what yeah and
1: again I, I, I feel for her That's because crazy. a normal person doesn't do that a loving person doesn't do that and now at the time I did not have the words to articulate that now I can look and I say you are so broken that you felt that this was the way you should treat another person right. a child a i child. was i was yeah. a child yeah. let me tell you i was not savvy i did not have the street smarts
2: so where why the bus like she was like i can't take care of you anymore you're going to san francisco I'll put you on a bus so she was upset because the mate we had a, so
1: in central america my grandmother had a lot of money mm. so we grew up with maids so my mom that's all she knew so we had a live-in maid in our house in L.A. Oh, wow. So she said, can you please go get the maid? So I cannot call her mom. I cannot say those words in Spanish. And we only spoke Spanish in the house. Oh! So I go to the maid and I say, the missus wants you. Uh, I, I cannot say those words. Sure. I would need missus. to be hypnotized. That's so funny. So she goes to my mom and says, why doesn't he call you mom? And my mom was like... What do you mean so then the maid comes back and asks me what I don't call her mom and I told her I was like well because of this and she told my mom and my mom was and I could only imagine as a mother to have heard that your son says these things and not call- I'm sure it's hurtful I'm sure she did not feel good unfortunately she did not take the time to realize I contributed to that right. I abandoned him I've neglected him he doesn't know who his father is I've never given him a birthday present a Christmas present a hug tucked him into bed these are the things that you need to do in order for me to have a bond right you know? sure so my mom was but she was incredulous she was like oh I can't believe it how dare you right and in my mom's version of being a mother providing for you is showing affection of course you don't know that when you're five years old six years old right you want mommy you want you know sure so she was really upset she i'm sending you back to the woman who took care of me and she was living up here now wow i'm sending you to her name is mercedes she goes i'm sending you to mercedes beat the crap out of me pack my bags and said to my brother take him to greyhound So she puts me, so we go to Greyhound and the guy says, oh, the bus is not leaving until whatever hour. It was a late bus. So we go back to the house. She's like, why are you guys back? He said, the bus doesn't leave until like three hours. She goes, that's fine. Let him wait at the station. Whoa. So when I left that house that day, I said, I swear to God, because at the time that's the only words I knew, I will never come here again, ever. Yeah. I don't care what my circumstances are. I will never come here again. And that was that. And I never
2: looked back. Wow. And so then when you were 16, you moved out of the other house. And
1: then I moved out of that house because, again, I would get hit with the broomstick. Oh. And I would have bruises on my forearm from blocking. Sure. She would take the belt, dip it in the toilet, get it wet.
2: Oh, that
1: hurts. And hit me with the leather belt. Wow. Not to mention the physical abuse. I mean, the emotional abuse. Sure. Just. Just things that I would never say. Yeah. Never say to someone.
2: And then at 16, you're like, I can do it on my own. And you are fine. I I didn't
1: think I could do it on my own. I just said enough. Yeah. And I left. And I cried the entire night. And I said, what am I going to do? I'm 16 years old. And it was a Friday night, I think. And I called a friend of mine. And she knew, because I would tell her. And then her parents picked me up. And I stayed with them.
3: Oh, that's nice. Uh
1: And then they helped me find a roommate. And I lived two blocks away from my grandmother. Oh, that's funny. She lived funny. on South Van Ness between 20th and 21st. And I lived on the corner of 19th and South Van Ness. Wow.
4: 19th
2: and South Van Ness. That's a great... I love that. It's right across the street from Benders. I love that. Oh, I yeah, love that
1: place. right literally there. Wow. And then shortly thereafter, the 1989 earthquake oh, hits. Oh,
3: wow. Which
1: was my first real earthquake. And Sure. You know, but I just kept going forward. I just thought, I'm going to go forward. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I had no blueprint. I had no... Nothing, nothing. I mean, I just did But one of the things that saved me, I was leaving high school and I saw a guy get jumped by two guys. Oof. And I thought, oh my God, what would I ever do if I got into a fight? Just wondered, like, what would I ever do? I took the same bus to school every day. I'm on the bus. We stop at a red light at Cortland and Mission. And I kind of look to my left and there's a karate school. And I go, huh? maybe I'll try karate. August 28th. 7th 1989 I signed up with my little money that I was making I had no idea had you said to me the day before you're going to try something tomorrow that's going to change your life I would have been like whatever I walked into, into that karate school all of a sudden I was coordinated I could retain I had fire I had plenty of anger to feel this sure and resentment and hurt and pain and scars Luckily it helped me in the right direction because I was addicted to martial arts.
2: Oh wow, that's great. Addicted. You're every like a black belt day. and this is this is this gets deep and some call I, me yes, Tim Sergio's bl- <laughs> a black belt
1: in fucking karate. I got my black belt. Everybody. I did Thai boxing for five years. What? Yeah. So when Oh when my I was, god. So by the time I was like, you know, nineteen, twenty years old.
2: That's so cool. You are that you had the hottest bod. You're like oh, what Well the great oh, thing what? is I had no idea
1: uh, because oh. I exercised not to look good. I exercise to be effective. Yeah. So I didn't realize the body meant anything until I was about 21 years old. I'm at a bar, dancing, and I lift my shirt to dry my head, and my friend goes, "Whoa, look at your stomach!" And I go, "What about it?" And he goes, "It looks great." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." It became difficult to have a six-pack at that point. <laughs> Before then, it was fine, and then it was just, yeah, you know. But that, honestly, that is what saved my life, and I am a huge. I tell everyone. I don't care if it's painting, ballet, chess. It doesn't matter. Expose your children to things. See what is out there. It helps
2: them find their voice. Right, and it's well, it's discipline too. I oh, mean, yeah, it's discipline. Karate is you know you can't like you got to show up every day. That's the thing about you got to show up. Oh yeah. You can't just automat I think kids don't like to try new things because they want to be automatically good at something. But it's like you just there's there's something to be said for discipline and doing something for. Totally, period of time until totally, totally, totally agree a thousand percent. And I was
1: when I say addicted, I am not kidding you. Every free hour that I had, I was practicing. Wow! And my instructor saw that. He's like, okay, he's got, he's got talent. He's got something. Let's let's give it water. And I, I had hundreds of awards. I mean, a garage filled. So you like fought people? Oh, I went to tournaments. I competed. Yeah, I, medals and medals and get, plaques and trophies and money. Like yeah as I got older and I could enter better competitions but even that became a really isolating place because then I became the target.
2: I don't well, I don't understand.
1: I was always the guy winning. Oh. It's always good when you're winning. So when I'm the only one winning, it became a little isolated at times oh, because okay. I I was the, I was a target.
2: Yeah, you were the guy to beat. So yeah, I was the guy, wanted, guy to beat. And everyone wanted so to fight you. So
1: I understood at that time the phrase, it's lonely at the top.
2: Aww. I remember
1: thinking. I thought, but you know what?
2: It's fine because I have a good view from here. <laughs> but it was well, tough. Well, you don't necessarily... I mean, I guess you want to be... If, if karate is your entire life, you do want to be friends with some people. I mean, unless you... Well, this is... We'll switch gears on this. Do you find that it's better to... Okay, so would you ever date a comedian?
1: I would date. Anybody. I would I'm pretty good about dating. I would date
2: whomever, so uh, because that's the thing is a lot of people like a karate person shouldn't date a karate person because all they'll do is talk about karate. or ah. like if a, a teacher person marries a teacher person, all you do is talk about school. Well, I think that'll depend on how you
1: manage your relationship and what you want. Like I wouldn't date
2: because th- mm. it becomes competitive. like I, if you you know, so I'm not competitive at all,
3: oh,
1: yeah.
2: I'm only competitive. Except that you won all of the karate tournaments. Yeah. But I'm only competitive
1: <laughs> if there's a competition. So if you said to me, hey Sergio, let's get together and we're gonna win this, then I'm competitive. Okay. But like when I'm here and I mess up and everyone like Yeah. So l- I'm really lucky. I'm I'm not i I'm not jealous of anyone. So whenever I see anyone do well, I'm inspired. You by should them. write a
2: book about that, how to not be jealous about other people. That's I see pretty I'm pretty impressive.
1: Jealousy and envy are not two things I possess. Whatsoever, and it and now here's the thing: I am a lot more sensitive than people realize. So when I see people be jealous or envious or block me, I feel like God, like why, why, why do that? There's there's just no need to do that. Like so, I am genuinely happy for everyone. Like if I find out that a, a comic that comes here all the time is doing well, I am inspired. I'm like, oh, I want to do what they're doing. I don't. I don't feel resentment I don't feel judgment I don't but you know part of the reason though I don't look for outside validation wow I look for guidance and I mean I I think I even sent you an email I said thank you so much for the critique I'm going to rewrite this uh, whole set all over again I was excited about it you know so I don't I don't let other people decide whether I'm good or not huh that's a nice way to do it. Yeah. So I, if other people have something to say, then I take it and I say, what if this is true? Yeah. And if it's not, then it's gone. Literally goes in one ear not the other. Sure. Now, I get criticized. Someone's like, oh, he's too gay or he's too short or he's too intense. I'm like, you know what? I am all those things. Well,
2: and how can you be too short? Huh? But I'm too short. <laughs> but, uh,
1: well, I mean, you know, I have a high requirement myself, so I understand that critique.
2: <laughs> I mean, but it's a, something you can't. I mean, oh yeah. It, there's nothing you can do so about it. It's so, like Yeah. It's the same thing of, I
1: don't know. And like, it goes back to if I it. feel the need to have to categorize someone else, that's my ego talking. Mm. It's it's irrelevant. I don't care if you're tall, short, skinny or fat, whatever. Like not-
2: I actually I, I'm afraid of fat people.
1: Oh, you are? Yeah. Absolutely. What's the fear? That I used to be a trainer, so.
2: That 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 could be me someday or that I'm I'm afraid of it because it for me it sort of symbolizes the opposite of discipline. Gotcha. It's like, it's this...
1: You have a great little body, by the way. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I saw when I saw you at OMG, I haven't seen you up on stage often, but I saw you at OMG and I
2: was like, what? I, I'm, you're hiding I'm, under uh, all that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not fat. but um, No, you're not and I'm not, And that's not that I'm afraid of being fat, but when I was like, so I was on the bus and I was being very judgmental of a woman and I was like, wow, her pants are really tight, but then how do they make them like that to like sort of come out and then up in this weird way, and the, I was just, I was just sort of like, like looking at her, and I was like, God, she just really, it looks like she's uncomfortable, like, it looked like she had like 70 extra pounds on her that she just didn't, it just wasn't helping her, you know, like wasn't, and I just like, was, and I was trying not to stare at her, I was like on the, I don't know, if it, I think it was on the BART actually, I remember, yeah. and I'm just like scared because I'm like, how does that happen that like cuz i have a little bit of a front butt just cuz i'm aging and i don't do any sit ups anymore and all i do is walk so i could it could i could look better but like even my little gut i've got i'm like can that you don't just wake up and then you've got like that you're in this other body or is that how it happens like it's is it a slippery slope where you just eat a bear claw every day and then all of a sudden well it's a few things well from your side
1: one question i would ask why am I wasting this energy thinking about a woman who I don't know who knows nothing about me why am I giving this thought that would be one question that's a good question and the second question is what happened to her that she ended up there and the only reason I asked that I was, I was a trainer and I started training a woman significantly overweight not I've had a fun weekend I've had a fun few years right. and I was talking to her and I was like oh so you know what blah 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 And it turns out when she was in junior high, some guy tried to molest her, abuse her. And she said, let me get bigger. If I'm bigger, they won't hurt me. Sure. So in her case, that fear of being abused by a man made her become an obese woman. Interesting. And I thought to myself, this is way deeper than I can't control what I eat. Right. But... You're also right in the sense that if you are not paying attention to your behavior, you will do self-destructive things. We all do. Yeah. But to what degree? So I know plenty of people who are interested in losing weight, yet their actions don't match. And I feel, well, you have a thing you have to check off the box here. You're either interested in losing weight or you're not. Right. But you cannot say you are and do these things. That doesn't match
2: right it's like why i'm not quitting smoking it's the same thing yeah i'm just i'm not buying them i'm not going to be around it i'm not going to smoke i
1: I had a conversation with someone about this yesterday Mm -hmm. and i said if you're not a smoker smokers don't go to the grocery store buy cigarettes and go smoke outside (laughs) yeah so you do these things so why don't you do yourself a favor admit that you're a smoker budget for that and then we can move on right i said i've come to terms that you're a smoker you should too. Right, 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 right. The issue I have is that you say you're not a smoker, and my brain there's this one thing I, my brain cannot understand. If you do A and you do B,
3: right, yeah, danger, it's danger, right, 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 right. Like
1: my brain does not understand that. Yeah. So, and again, we're all self-destructive. None of us are perfect.
2: You know, and the funny thing is, I, I mean, I used to I used to binge and purge for many years because I was had trouble with that kind of stuff, but. And now if I'm going to eat ice cream, I only really want like three bites of ice cream because any more than that, and it's like my face is cold and I can't really taste it anyway. And I'm like, am I really enjoying this? And am I eating it? Cause like, what am I eating it for? Am I eating it just to eat it? Or am I eating it because, you know, and anyway, so I, I'm, I'm relative, I'm not like obsessed about food, but I'm, I'm, you know, I think about what I put in my body and stuff like but, that.
1: But also you're aware, I'm eating, yeah. you're lucky that you can say three is enough. Some people don't have that. Right. So I don't, I don't know what it's like to be an addict because I have not been addicted to things that are really hurtful to me. Did you make the fat lady skinny? I got her to lose a lot of weight and I got her to run a half marathon. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: That's incredible. Yeah.
1: And what I learned from her- 12 miles? Christ. Yeah. 13 point something. Wow. What I learned from her is that not everyone who's overweight is, are overweight because they lack control they're overweight for other reasons right 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 because you know, so that was helpful to me Mental, as a trainer yeah. because I can read the book on how to get you skinny but if I'm not dealing with the under layers of emotional baggage I mean I was really skinny as a child. So to this day, if I see myself in the wrong mirror, I'm like, oh my God, I'm skin and bones. And people are like, no, you're not. You're fucking fine. You're, you're okay. You're not skinny. And then I'll see a little lump in my stomach. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm a cow. I do not have body dysmorphia. Right. But I understand like, oh, I see how this can go a little haywire. Got yeah. it. I mean, I knew a woman, extremely strong physically and everything. There was so much hurt inside and that's what drove her actions. Yeah. That I remember telling her I said, "Go back. Go back and look. Yeah. of what cost you to feel this way." And I say this because when I left my mother and I left my grandmother's house, I vowed that come hell or high water, I will never rely on these people ever again no matter what. Yeah. I built a wall so strong to keep people out, and then I realized all of a sudden I was being kept in
3: would you build walls you, yeah. yeah keep people I was people like wait a minute I'm actually the one in, kept in and you're not in only the prison, that you build your own prison yeah not only
1: that it's like i was so hurt that when i viewed anyone i viewed them through the lens of what are you going to do to hurt me oh so i felt in a way that people never saw me they saw the Sergio that was seeing the world through this frosted glass. True. I can kind of make out what's there. Yeah. So when I was...
2: How like, are you going to hurt me? Yeah.
1: When <laughs> That's an able- awful way to think. Well, not only it's, that. I mean, it happened. Yeah. It's- but not only that, I wasn't seeing them. Right. Because I was too busy in my head of what are they going to think? What are they going to do? Are they going to come? You know, so instead of me seeing the person for who they were and me presenting myself for who I am, I robbed us both of the experience. Well,
2: you had, but you had trust issues. That's the whole thing is that yeah. if you, if you grow up as a child and you have, you can't trust the parental figures in your life, yeah. then you, how can you trust anybody? And that was a huge, when I discovered I had abandonment issues. Huh, the and then you trust fast. the wrong people. I mean, I all the time
1: trust the yeah. wrong people, and I. But they're really not the wrong people because them doing bad things is not a reflection on you. You did what a normal human should do: walk into a situation, be open, and be willing. If they act like idiots and are abusive, they're not. Like I was, t- I mean, cheating hurts, but if someone cheats on me, I'm like, it's not a reflection
2: on me. I wish you had the balls to say,
1: I'm no longer happy, I want to get out.
2: Or to say, let's, you know, I'm looking to sexually expand our relationship. Are you cool with polyamory and all that stuff? I'm cool with everything that anyone does. Okay. I just have to figure out if it
1: works for me. Right. Yeah. So I don't, when I go on dates, I do not tell someone what I'm looking for. You be yourself, I'll be myself. If I tell you I'm a square, you subconsciously are going to fit the square, but you're a circle. You're not gonna fit a square, so I know better. And I don't go. I don't call them dates. We're gonna go hang out. Oh, that's nice. Because if we go on a date, then there's a the pressure that we click or we don't click. Right. But if we're hanging out, and I like to do activities, I'll go bowling. I'll go miniature golfing. Sure. Let's go to a museum. That's I wanna fun. I want to do something that takes away from so blah blah blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. That's just yeah yeah.
2: And do yeah. you Tinder? I mean, you would you do Grinder, right? No, I I so first, I'm
1: not a fan of any of them. Okay. I fucking hate them I don't I've never internet dated good for you don't do it I recently opened one account
2: which one Uh,
1: (laughs) uh, there's so many there's There's so many there's so many I tried tinder I found tinder to be a waste of time Mm. it's a bunch of people you click with and then you never hear back also, I am a fan of complete sentences and punctuation. Oh, God. So if you're sup sub, sub doesn't work for me. Sure. And if I ask you a question, how was your week? And you're like, hey, you're not answering my question. Right. I recognize I'm not the easiest person to date. But that, for me, is a huge turnoff.
2: Right. Well, there's like, just, they're just turn-off. being they're yeah. being millennials.
1: And also, I don't mind. No, it's not just millennials, unfortunately.
2: Oh, really? Especially sup? in the gay world.
1: There's a Peter Pan syndrome in the gay world. Oh. Oh, lordy. Um, so I, I feel... Uh, I tried... I opened, so I tried grinder. First question I get asked is, can you send me a dick pic? No. <laughs> I'm not fucking sending you a dick pic. I'm just not. Like, it's just not something I possess. Right. I don't have any, all my friends send dick pics. I've seen their dick pics. I'm like, good for you. I made a personal contract with myself. And no dick pics. That I'm never sending a dick No one has a dick pic of myself. Uh, that's great. The yeah. most they have me is in my underwear because I'm at a party or something because that's what I wear. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so yeah. I'm not a fan so, of it. It's vulgar, um, yeah. Also, I'm not a fan of superficial compliments, oh. so that is the one thing I get. If I send someone my picture, I get one of three responses, sexy, handsome, or hot. <laughs> That's not a compliment. Right, right. If you see a woman with big boobs and you're like, oh, you have great boobs, you think she's never fucking heard that? And it's not that, <laughs> it's not that I'm arrogant about it, but it's like, let's do something else. Sure. Let's do something else, you know. If someone, if I go on a date and all they can walk away with, you're sexy. I've been cursed with that word for a really long time. Now I say curse back then. Now I'm like, you know what? Is that yeah. what you want me to be? Out. Sure. I'll deliver on that. But <laughs> it was hard on me because in my mind I thought you don't marry the sexy guy, you fuck the sexy guy. Ah. And I would get hit on. I started getting hit by men at the age of 16. Sure. I get hit on by a cop in full uniform. Wow. On the bus. And I'm 16 years old. I have no idea what to do. Right. You know? How do you negotiate How, the situation? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like... Uh, and I wasn't even sure yet. Like, I was still on the fence. I didn't come out till I was 20. Oh, wow. So that's four years of uncertainty. And
2: then, you know... And you I, didn't go into the priesthood. Good for you.
1: No, I didn't. No. I, th- I, I, I do like older men, so priesthood wouldn't work for me. It wouldn't work
2: for him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: they, they work with ch- children. <laughs> um, yeah. I just... So it was weird I had this really weird thing I was object Not only that I grew up in a household Where I was told I was nothing right. To all of a sudden Be in a room full of men Telling me that you're I'm sexy you, yeah, yeah and I was I just see. like Wait, are they talking? You're talking about me. So that was one hurdle right. to overcome. I have
2: worth. I have worth, and it's my sexuality. That's yeah. not the other thing you want to hear. Yeah, and then it's like, we- are you clever? Are you good at puzzles? Yes. No, you are. You are sexy. And
1: also That's the good. fact that I moved out at 16 and I didn't become a drug addict, and I bought property, and I've been to 44 countries, and I donate money, and I rescued nine dogs, ah! and I volunteer, and I've rescued raised nine dogs. money for breast cancer, AIDS walk, leukemia, like. I do so many other things. Right. You know? And so, when I meet a guy and they're like, oh, you're hot. It's like infantilizing. Yeah. Like, not a compliment. Hey,
3: hey
2: baby, you're hot. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Exactly.
1: And again, maybe I would feel weird if I went into a bar and no one looked at me. So, ooh, boo-hoo, people think you're cute. That's my friends make fun of me. Is that, yeah, of
2: course. Yeah, he's like, yeah.
1: oh, let me guess. Some guy called you handsome. What an asshole. And I go, when you say like that, it sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, I want to know that you're looking at something beyond that. Sure. You know, so, and also, men are very visual, so... Quickly, I a guy will say things to me, and I'm like, "Holy shit, does this line work for you? Like, have you done this <laughs> on other people? Does
2: this line work for you? What's your success That's rate with great. this
1: line? Like, because doesn't funny. work on me. <laughs> That's
2: that, and that just makes them more interested, actually, And you. Then they're like, "Oh my god, hard to get." I a lot of men are attracted to the fact that they see me as unattainable,
4: mm.
1: and then. Once once I am there, they lose interest. Interesting. It's, yeah, it's really interesting. So but, the more aloof I am, they're like, Ugh.
2: But and so no, and I understand that the no um, internet dating. I think it's well. I downloaded shortcut. one
1: app and yeah. I try to meet, and the success rate of that I think I'm at ten percent. Oh okay. Yeah, because they want to meet right away and it's for sex.
2: Mm. And and I mean, if you want it for that, yeah. I guess. And again,
1: I have. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm a man, and if you catch me at the right time, I would be totally open to it. But I'm picky about my shoes, and they only go on my feet. <laughs> so, to be with another person, I'm like, you want to do what? Mm, I'm not sure that I want to do all that. So, I right. I wish I wish I could be like these gay men who just like, yeah. Now, have I gotten a blowjob at a bar? Yes, many times. Have I made out with someone? Yeah, but in order for me to actually do things with someone, I'm... The things, so many things. Needs. I'm like a Rubik's cube. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So I've tried it. I tried it. I mean, someone sent me a message today. It's like, oh, what do you have to? I said, oh, I'm on my way to do this thing. And then, oh, what do you, lo- what do you have to? Oh, I'm working from home. I said, how's that going? He goes, oh, I'm really horny. Uh, and, and again, nothing wrong with that. And yeah. I was like, well, you know, I'm busy right now. Um, and also, are you the horny that I want, or are you the horny that you want?
4: Oh.
1: Because not everything, not everything is on the table. Sure. Yeah, and it turns out we were both looking for the same thing. So I'm like, yep. Then it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Yeah. So there is that. Um, we'll see. I'm right now. I'm again. I'm so busy. I have a small business. I have three dogs. Are uh, you
2: is it is it personal training your small no. business? It's,
1: what is it? Healthy food.
2: Oh my gosh! Is that is that carrot
1: juice? Uh, carrot, orange, and, and ginger. So it's nice. cold pressed juices, green smoothies, salads. Wow. Very healthy eating. Cold so pressed. that consumes. I'm up at 5 a.m. every day. Yeah, so it's really tough for me to do late open mics because I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go. Like, I gotta get. Where,
2: where is your place? Market and Noe. Market and Noe.
1: There's a gym called Fitness SF.
2: Cool. I'm trying to visualize it in my head. It's at the top so of the know hill the by you know yeah, huh.
1: You walk down one block towards the ferry building. Okay. Before you hit Noe. What a great
2: location.
1: Yeah, great location. I'm right next to a gym.
2: That is awesome. And everyone just gets your awesome juices and
3: salads. Yeah, and, and stuff perfect and healthy eating.
1: I've been there. I've had the business for six years. I've been there for four years.
3: Wow. Congratulations. So, that's thank big.
1: you. Yeah, that's what consumes my time. Yeah. So when I tell people I'm doing comedy, they're like, and when are you doing this? <laughs> like yeah. you're so busy. How is that possible? But you make it possible. Yeah. So, yeah, right now, I mean, also, I've always felt that I was going to find the right mate. So, I'm not worried. Yeah. And I feel that I'm going to find that mate when I'm ready. And when they're ready, I just have to be available.
2: Well, you're available. You're right downstairs from the workout place. It's perfect.
1: Oh, but I don't want to fuck those people. Are you kidding?
2: Why? (laughs) One,
1: I would see them all the time. Okay. And also, I am, you know, again, I've had fun. I am not Mother Teresa. I do not want to make myself sound like I'm an angel. I'm not but i can walk into a lot of gay bars and be like i have not slept with most of the people here yes and a lot of my friends are like "Fuck this person this person this person that person and again no judgment sure whatsoever bravo but for me i feel like if i'm gonna have sex with you and we're not intimate we're gonna have sex on my terms sure yeah so i'm not gonna become a notch on your bedpost. post So I am like I walk through and I'm like oh I see beautiful people all the time that I would love to go on a date with and bear their children, (laughs) Um, but you know I I don't know it's just it's weird I didn't when I was younger I I didn't sleep around because I didn't want. To have a bad reputation.
2: And I it wasn't about... You weren't ever afraid of the... I mean, you grew up at the same time I did. So the AIDS thing was pretty fucking scary. They were ramming oh, yeah. it down my throat when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. No,
1: the thought AIDS of AI AIDS and AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Well, not only that, we had the visual. I saw men with the spots. Oh, God. And that was terrifying. Sure. And also, the concept of unprotected sex in the 90s, early 2000s, was alien. <laughs> like, it just wasn't there. Yeah. Now... Totally different story. People
2: are doing unprotected
3: sex again? Everywhere.
1: Everywhere. Because there's a pill you can take that stops the spread of HIV.
3: Amazing. So it's
1: called PrEP. So that, and again, to whatever argument you have and you hold to be 100% true, there's an equally opposing argument that is also true.
2: I, this PrEP thing, I've seen it on the bus. I've seen yeah. the ads. And I, I've, you know, I've, I was
1: judgmental about it when I first heard it. But one guy said, my entire life, I've worried about sex. It could kill me he goes this pill takes that away this is equivalent to the birth control pill
2: Wow for gay dudes yeah badass and I
1: thought you know you're right you're absolutely right you grew up at a time when it was really scary and also the guy that I dated who was 21 years older than me when we were separating because he goes you're just too young and I was like well why did you pursue it and he's like because my generation's gone oh and I had that moment of oh my god you're right He was, I was 20 years old. He was 41. All his friends died or they're married. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. You know? So, and this is the thing. I think it's just being open to that. One of the things that saves me in general is that I know that although I can be a loving person on this left hand, I can be a selfish, stubborn asshole on my right hand.
2: But even acknowledging that makes you not a stubborn asshole. Like, the concept that you can say, like, I can be a stubborn asshole like, negates your stubborn assholeness because it's like... Well, yes, it th- does. Because you can recognize it, and y- instead of doing it all the time, you'd be like, oh my god, I was just a stubborn asshole. Yeah. Just the concept that you can even recognize that in yourself is huge. I'm
1: on the lookout for it. And that's the thing. So, I, like, when you said hippie dippy people who are like, oh, I'm, I'm always weary of them, because reality is we're not always going to wake up in a good mood <laughs> but if you always say you're happy and I'm one with the universe and I'm a loving being there's no other option there why change that and I dated a person like that yeah. who the presentation of who they were was far from the reality of who they were and I remember thinking wait wait a minute like I, I know these answers you know I can go and do a set and talk about inappropriate humor because I, I can do that that's what I do right so I was like, hmm, so I'm always weary of those people. So I think what saves me is that I am aware that I can be an asshole. So I'm on the lookout <laughs> for that behavior. Sure, I'm like, oh, there it was. Oh, and it happens all the time. I mean, today I was at my shop and I was about to leave. This woman sits at our tables without buying anything. And I was like, hi, ma'am, we don't have table service. You have to order inside. Oh, I'm waiting for my husband. He's on his way. I've heard that so many times. Mm-hmm. And then she grabs a cigarette, starts to smoke. The smoke starts to come into the shop. Oh. And I'm like, <sighs> and I could feel myself getting annoyed. I closed the door and I just thought, let it go, Sergio. You're going to have an argument with this older woman over what? And I just let it go. Not always easy. But Did
2: her husband come or was she not? No, no of course it didn't. Of course not. She was just sitting there. She using was just the sitting there and... because
1: people feel that they can and they want.
2: Well, and it, she shouldn't, but smoking a cigarette there, that's and not And then there's nice. that.
1: A guy sat the other day and started smoking pot. You can do whatever you want. But that's just
2: t- rude because especially in front of like a place that's like healthy foods. Well, there it's like people you're sitting smoking, there smoking cigarettes. I mean, anyone smoking cigarettes where they're sitting down and it's a public place. Come on, man. Yeah. Like people don't like it. I, if you're on the back patio at Benders, that's where that's you fine. smoke cigarettes. It's yeah. a bar patio where people smoke like that's it yeah and there's places like that but you know when you go into that that that's gonna happen when you sit down in front of what's the name of your place
1: Green Surge Green Surge it has nothing to do with my name, I by the way. I was
2: just going to say, Sergio. <laughs> I'm just
1: really lucky that it turned out that way. Green I had seven search. names, but they were all trademarked. Oh, my god. So gosh. we just kept going down the list. And it's Green Search. And then Green Search
2: worked. There and it my, is.
1: The visual I had was someone jumping full of energy with yes. all the greens. Yes. But people see Sergio, Sergio. Sergio's like, oh, I get it. I'm like, you know green what? Search. I guess it's, we're just going to call we're, it we're
2: that. We're just going to. It works out. It's great.
1: Yeah, it worked out in the end, I'm all. But yeah, no, so it's. But I, it's a
4: healthy way for smoking in front of it. Uh, come
1: on. Not only that. In my entire existence, I've never walked down the street, saw tables and chairs, and took it upon myself to just sit there without buying anything. Right? Never have I done that. Of course not. And some people feel that, hey, what's the worst that can happen? They'll say no. And other people feel like, oh my God, I would never do that. That's rude. I happen to be at that end. Yeah. I admire the people who say, hey, what's the worst that can happen? But also, when something does happen, don't be an ass about yeah. it. Yeah. And get up. Yeah. Oh, I had a get guy in. sit there and argue with me one day. I went out and I said, hey.
2: Sit Lila, um, bitch, get out. Yeah, I yeah. go, you need
1: to buy something. Uh, oh, so, so you're saying I can't sit here? Yeah, that's, yeah. You're like, that's what I'm saying. Oh. I go, well, it. no, I'm, you could sit here. I go, you just have to buy something. <laughs> yeah, well, what if I don't buy something? Well, we have the tables for our customers. So what do you want me to do? He says. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, I go, you're not clear on what I'd like you to do. I said, if you're gonna sit here, I'd like you to buy something. If you're not gonna buy something, then don't sit here. But well, why can't I sit here? I go. Do you see those tables across the street? Why don't you go sit over there? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and he was just like, well, because I'm over here. Go
2: sit at Starbucks. And that's the thing that
1: I'm thinking to myself is that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go go use their bathroom. Yeah, and I think and bathroom. I think to myself, this is what's wrong with society. This entitlement that I can do what I want regardless of any social graces. uh... Etiquette There's no etiquette left Oh whatsoever And I feel like How do you How do you How do you view the world And this is This is why we are In the state that we're in Because
2: yeah. I I never because Think of we that. have no etiquette no. I mean even our I don't want to bring him up But even our president He has no, no Presidential Like
1: He is the worst example Of a president The worst
2: example Of a human being It's like you don't call people names you don't at
1: 70
3: yeah
2: well.
0: who?
1: that's the shit I did at 14 <laughs> I, I mean it's insane the other thing too that I find really unfortunate is that he is shifting the norm so much hmm. because he is so far to one side yeah. that if you just tone it down a little bit He'll seem presidential, and <laughs> we you know, could, yeah, he it's could like, try. Like when you present something so outlandish that you're like, "Oh my God, that would never!" I mean, look at the war. When we first went to war, yeah. it was scary and frightening. We see war news, nothing. If we ever see news, seven. This war has been going on for 17 years now. Wow, that's that's a long time. The war on terrorism. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, it's the whole everything, but everything like my aunt called me the other day bless her heart Um, Central America Nicaragua is having some issues right now people are protesting the president she called me all upset and anxious and and giving me names and I'm like I go auntie I don't know who these people are I said no offense but What's going on? She goes, well, you know, all these young kids are dying. I said, well, there were young kids dying in Syria. Did you? Were you this passionate about it then? And I didn't mean to be disrespectful, but right. I'm like, there are people dying all the time. There are women suffering constantly. There are people being abused, raped. Well, yeah, you name all of it. it. All so the terrible stuff. What is it about this particular demographic that all of a sudden you're paying attention to i go i know why because it's your homeland
2: oh so yeah, i get it i said but honduras ex- is messed
1: up too right now oh, honduras is never good venezuela is out of control right now oh. they have beautiful people too unfortunately um but yeah so it's it is it why though is it drugs is it money you is know what it is it's power. it's power people men in particular but power is a very toxic thing money power that need it's just it's out of control it's Mm. it's out of control and i think that's honestly one of the biggest problems we have and again that's the ego because if i'm existing happily i've what what is it when a flower is in bloom it's not concerned that the next flower is in bloom it's just in bloom right and that's the thing it's like just be in bloom (laughs) but if you're concerned about the flower next to you blooming faster than you you're not in bloom
3: right you're distracted and i think that's
1: what it is it's like we get so caught up on what criticizing what other people do other than being constructive there is such a thing i know but then why
2: why what is it that i had to stare at the fat lady and think for such a long time about like what what is it i mean
1: well not only that i would go back even before that because you said when you were younger you had issues with food and I would start there. Okay. Because what was it somewhere in your life as a child, as a teenager, that you saw something that dictated how you should feel about yourself? Right. Because when you think of it in those terms, you take it away from yourself because it's really not you. You saw something along the way that said, you need to be careful with this. Now, my grandmother was extremely unhealthy, extremely fat, and on every medication under the sun. That was huge motivation for me never to end up like that. Right? I know what that life looks like. So that was a motivator for me, but it had nothing to do with me criticizing her. I just remember thinking, Sergio, pay
2: attention. You just—you do, don't want to do that thing with the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We have the little pill yeah. things, oh, and God, you have no. to take your pills and put them in the things. And there's anything. so many of them. I don't take. Pills yeah, either. I don't take anything. It.
1: I always tell my niece, I go, everything starts somewhere. <laughs> so you know, in my in my grandmother's case, again, she was left by a man to go Ooh. with another woman, four children, wow, yeah, in Central America, where the men are the provider. So she had to find a way to provide for her children. Yeah, that has to hurt. Sure. And she coped with it, maybe by eating. Who knows? Huh. You know. So yeah. But I would. I mean, if I, what I end up doing, and I do this every all the time.
2: I'm not gonna lie.
1: I look back and I feel like, where did that come from, Sergio? Sure. What triggered that?
2: What? trigger that. Yeah. Where, where did the triggering word even yeah. come from all of a sudden everybody's
3: like I'm triggered I'm triggered yeah. like and what happened? happened in like, like 2014
1: where? yeah
2: like somewhere along the way I'm mean, even
1: telling you the story about my grandmother and them calling me a dog I can feel myself yeah. and I said wow deep down there's still something there because I could feel my I could just feel my body react yeah. and, and I always tell my nieces I try to empower my nieces as much as I can and I always say to them listen to yourself what do you want mm. listen just There are so many things that tell you what direction you need to go. Shut it out and just listen to yourself. And this is one thing where I feel really lucky. I do what I want to do. Yeah, that's great. I ask for guidance. I know that I don't know everything. I know that I'm not the source of it all. But I'm like a computer. I scan and I think, oh, got it, got it, got it, boom, 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 boom. And then I just walk away. So I always tell them, I'm like, know what you want, take what you need, and discard the rest. Yeah, I mean, do you know how many times I've heard people tell me, "I'm never going to be anything." Told you. Yeah, the number of times I've heard people say that to me, I would have never left my house. <laughs> when I put up my website for fitness, people felt the need to share that they didn't like my picture. Uh, I don't like that picture of you. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I always think, wow. I love how ballsy that person can be. Like I admire it on some level that you thought that you were so important and that your opinion was so the end-all be-all that you had to share it with me. Interesting.
2: How did that? Uh, why did you leave, That we got to wrap it up soon, but why did you uh, leave the physical training biz?
1: I opened my business.
2: Oh, so you just so were like, fitness this was... Led to- to being to the To
1: the food business To the green
2: search do you told me six years
1: ago That I was going to have a fitness uh, A food business I would have said you're crazy Because I could barely hold a knife <laughs> How do you told me 20 years ago Hey you're going to be a trainer for 18 years I would have been like The fat kiss passed me up in relay race in junior high You're nuts oh, Wow would, Yeah And had you told me six months ago You're going to be doing stand-up comedy Would have never thought it So I believe That you have to be aware Of everything that's going on And if you're paying attention, it'll take you where you need to go. If you're not paying attention, you're going to keep repeating it. Mm. Because the universe is saying, hey, dumbass, wake up. And then it starts with a little ding. And then that ding is going to keep getting louder and louder. You know, I remember I was in a relationship. And I looked at someone and I thought, huh, I've never noticed anyone before. Why am I noticing someone now? Hmm and then I went from noticing to wanting to read the menu (laughs)
3: and
1: I was like well what if we just have an appetizer you know and then that's when I realized I was like wait a minute this bell is going to keep getting louder sure so I think if we pay attention as human beings like huh yeah that I don't I'm not saying I believe in reincarnation but I feel that we are on this planet and our job is to consume as much as we can and when we come back that new version of us is operating here huh. instead of operating here. Sure. Yeah. On a different on a higher plane. On uh, a higher plane because I mean, we're understanding. I so many, yeah, I know so many people who date asshole after asshole after asshole. And I'm like, sweetheart? Yeah, do you see it? Why they, don't you they have you it? in common. Yeah. You know? Like what's up?
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. Like, the only on? thing they have in common is you. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, the only thing they all have in common and, and
1: and I'm not excluding myself. I dated people, I wouldn't say they were bad for me. I had not learned the lesson so I keep I kept dating them until I finally learned the lesson sure and I was like oh got it there you go yeah damn it I would have saved myself so many headaches like like Maya Angelou says but sometimes we like the headaches yeah when somebody like Maya Angelou says when someone shows you who they are the first time Believe them.
2: Oh, don't. I know. I got to tell that to my friend later today.
1: Yeah, don't don't wait until they don't wait until they
2: don't. Until they, don't uh, yeah, once they, it's like uh, shoe me once, shame on you. Shoe me twice. Well, you ain't got no shoes. Yeah, uh, no, it's like <laughs> Did you say shoe me? <laughs> shoe me. Shoe me. There you me go. Once. That's I so cute. Old.
1: I have a joke on that right now. I say, I'm not falling for just a tip again. First time, shame on you. Fifth time, I'm kind of liking it now.
3: <laughs> I kind <not> of <laughs> like it, just a
2: tip. <laughs> Sergio Novoa, amazing story.
1: I had no idea we were going to talk about these things. Yeah, I have to admit. It's, well,
2: it's some call meets Tim. We go wherever. I was just following you. We got to Nicaragua out of Jesus. So interesting, yeah. So this was a lot of fun. Thank and you. I feel Like we know each other so much better now.
1: Oh yeah, you definitely know a lot more about I me now. I am so excited.
2: <laughs> I love. I. I. You. You're. You're a very funny man. You're very driven, and uh, I want to try your kale salad. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you have a kale salad. Oh,
1: yes, we do. Of course, kale salad, smoothies, and juices. Yay. <laughs> and
2: shakes. <laughs> and smoothies are the best. Yeah, lots of sugar though. No added sugar. Or yeah, you just just no added through, sugar.
1: All natural ingredients no preservatives everything is made individually nice. no mass production everything is measured out and weighed out so there's you know we're not just
2: you have the machine where you put the carrots in and it turns into
1: carrot juice and it turns in yeah we have a few of those machines they are quite expensive too the only thing about cold press juicing is such a long process mm. if i'm moving really fast it'll take me 10 minutes to make you a juice Wow. That's how long cold press takes.
2: What's the difference before we finish? Why don't you just put it in the jum-jum uh, and go? So, so that's
1: regular juicing. With, there's nothing wrong with that. But cold press juicing, what happens is you get all the ingredients. It'll kind of masticate them and crush them into, it looks like a pile of mud mush.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So then you take that, you wrap it into a sheet, and then you put it in the machine, and the machine presses it. So it extracts all the juice. Right. It takes much longer. When you use the blade, the blade heats up. Right. And heat kills the enzymes in the juice.
2: Oh, so you lose vitamins and so minerals.
1: You lose vitamins. And you lose the essential things, things yeah. of the juice. Um, and you don't get nearly as much product. Huh. So, but the downfall is how long it takes. Right. Yeah. So I want to buy a new machine. It's $12,000. Oh, my God. To have that machine. Wow. Yeah. It's $12,000, which I do not have at the yeah, moment. Yeah, the
2: overhead for that kind of stuff. That's, that's crazy. It's, humong- it's huge. Yeah. it's
1: huge I didn't understand why people were charging $10 for a juice and I thought that was insane right. like who are you people right. that are paying $10 for juice then I went to make the juice and I'm like okay got it I understand Yeah. and what you pay as a customer is you pay for the convenience Sure. if you want to make a juice you have to go to Whole Foods you buy your ingredients right. you go home you gotta wash them you gotta cut them then you get your juicer out you make your juice hopefully you make a good recipe most people do not then you gotta clean that up <laughs> What you're paying for is all of that. Exactly. I'm just going to show up and say, I want this juice done. Right. So you're paying for convenience. Sure. That's what it is. But, but you is,
2: have to make it right away. You can't make it ahead of time because the... So
1: these we make ahead of time because okay. there's no way we would... There's no way do you could do it. Yeah. So what we do is we open in the morning. We make a fresh batch. We only make two of everything. Stock the refrigerator.
2: And then if something gets out, then you make more.
1: Then we'll try and make more. Yeah. Depending on the day too. Being that there are no preservatives or additives, the sure. juice will maybe be good for three days. That's
2: it. That's it. They got yeah. it. You, you work out, you drink the juice.
1: So when you go to these stores and they're like, oh, you know, good for two weeks from now the nutrients are dead sure might as well just get what's oceans. the
2: point yeah, yeah then just you get might ocean
1: s- spray and call it a day add vodka to it because it would be better <laughs> sure yeah be. so these are the things that a lot of customers don't know and yeah. they come in and they're sticker, there's a sticker shock but I also recognize not everyone's going to be able to afford it I would love to drive a Tesla I cannot afford a Tesla right so, sure you know and that's the
2: thing people are like oh it's so much more expensive than Jama Juice you ever thought of uh, where I, I've been trying to I don't, I don't know how to do it because it's just too much of an investment for a storefront but hot bakery marijuana food So, marijuana I, you can actually cold press marijuana?
1: Probably. I think I need a special permit for that because probably. You need a special permit. Yeah, yeah
2: but you could uh, that would be amazing cuz you I had a fresh, customer ask me. Yeah, you get fresh fresh buds, you get THCA, juice that out. Oh my god.
1: But isn't it dry? Isn't marijuana dry? You'd have to get if you wanted to juice it, you'd have to get it straight from the so I'd have to get it without it being dry. Will you still get all the benefits when it's You'd not get dry? way
2: more benefits. Oh, interesting. Because you would, I mean, I would think that you would get pre, if I was to do a cold press, I would do pre-veg um, or pre-flour. Uh, THCA so when the plant's still growing and it's got all its pin leaves and it's doing that thing oh. like chomp it down and I mean that's it's, it'd be better for if you had an outdoor grow basically yeah. but because THCA is like really good for you massive uh,
1: anti-inflammatory and, oh, great. and it happens add some ginger to it and turmeric in your
2: scent oh yeah it would do be, you get a buzz out of it not, not THCA okay uh, it's just no there's like there's 52 active cannabinoids that they've discovered out of the hundreds that exist in the plant yeah. and some of them don't get you high not all of them are psychoactive
1: okay because I, I mean I know very little about pot I've smoked very few and wh- I mean I. Smoked, on sun- you
2: smoked few of the pots <laughs>
1: yeah. no I don't like and I say smoke like one puff oh okay yeah so I went to a party on Sunday and my friend was and I took one puff was for about five hours wow and they were laughing because they're like I wish I could get that buzz from like one and also I know because
2: the enzymes are all in your body because of the juice yeah and it's like (laughs) your body's like zing I'm awake
1: one cocktail and I'm I'm good it took me an hour to drink a cocktail
2: uh, you should, I mean, now that's an idea. If you sold your juice to places to do mixology at like. Yeah, they don't want to pay that much. They don't want to pay that much. It would be so hoity-toity and awesome though, like a cucumber.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I went to, a, I approached the bar. There's a watermelon recipe that I have and there's a or a blood orange recipe watermelon, that I have. Watermelon,
3: cucumber, lime.
1: And strawberry. Oh, wow. We have it. It's called, it's called Watermelon Delight. That sounds amazing. It's it looks, It's watermelon, strawberry, lime. Nice. It's so yummy. Oh. Yeah, no, it's... um. Oh, if we can add alcohol to some of my juices, I'd be an alcoholic. <laughs> it is delicious. Yeah. It is delicious. But yeah, I, um, I'm pretty good at regulating. Like, I have a rule right now not to drink when I do comedy at all. That's really good for you. So I get a soda or I don't drink soda. So I have to find something to Yeah, get. water, sparkle water. Yeah.
2: Well, I I don't know if I'm a comedian with a drinking problem or, or, a, <laughs> or a drinker with a comedy, comedy problem. problem. Like I, I can't yeah. figure it out anymore. It's
1: funny because when I, I did my first gig at Bar Fluxus and people were like, oh, let's get a drink, let's get a drink. I go, not till after I perform.
2: So that's impressive of you. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm good with boundaries. It's, you know, but it's really good because sometimes... There's a lot of, especially new comics, it'll be difficult for them because they drink whenever they go up. And so then they think, well, I can't go up sober. I have to have a drink. And then it sort of changes the mindset of like, oh, God, I have to drink. And there are some comedians I know who have gotten so blackout drunk that and had big shows and just pissed all over them because they were so wasted yeah and that's somewhere that i don't ever want to be no
1: i never want to be i don't want to be known and i also want to know what went wrong so i can prevent it so i can remember what went wrong because i'm instantly funny with the cocktail if if we met at a bar and i have a cocktail i am a hoot and a holler i will talk to everyone at that bar i will introduce you to everyone people pull their dicks out (laughs) it's out of control do you know how many times i've had guys pull their dicks out in bars
3: i
5: I, if and women I had show a boobs,
1: and women show boobs I mean we were at a bar and I was with a friend of mine Now I won't mention her name but we were at a friend and we met a guy from Iceland and I said oh this is we'll call her we'll call her Lisa I go this is Lisa uh, she's single I go but well, you better know how to eat pussy otherwise she's not going to put up with that and, I was, and she was like oh my god I can't believe you said that I go well it's true she's like well you're right and I go <laughs> and <laughs> I go and, and unless you have a really nice dick and you know how to use it he and pulled out his dick so he's like oh, I do I said prove it Lo and behold, this guy whips out his Are dick. Are you
2: allowed to do that in a gay bar? You could just no. whip out your dick? You're this not allowed to whip out bar. your dick. This wasn't a gay bar. It's just a gay bar bar. It's just me.
1: It's Dude, not, just, you just, just you, They just it's, whip it's your, their
2: dicks out walking down the street. You're like on the bus. There's like, did oh, you yeah, want to oh, see my dick? Seriously, you don't
1: have any times. Wow. I've gotten guys to whip their dicks out, women to show their boobs. Um it's amazing. Wow. I I need to use it for good. But Yeah, it, you
2: should. You're like but, a brewha over there. But when
1: I'm at a bar, if we're at a bar and we have some cocktails, that Sergio is not the Sergio you see here. <laughs> wow. It is a totally fun, uninhibited. Now, I do have a rule. I never whip out my stuff in public. Yeah, ever. yeah, like I
2: said, no you've no dick pic. Yeah, yeah. No.
1: I will wear a leaf. One year I was Adam for Halloween. You I took the leaves, leaf? tied them up with a rope. And that was my costume. There you go. Yeah, but no all. dick pic. No no one has a no, dick. No. no. And if they do have it, it's other people's dicks that I send.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. This but has been
2: know. a lot of fun. Uh, Sergio Novoa. again I've had a really good time we're gonna listen to some commercials and then the rest of Some Call Me Tim is gonna be the cool show I was at last night Uh, the Hemlock is closing October 6th to make way to be knocked down for big high rise buildings so thanks San Francisco for ruining cool shit Uh, this has been Some Call Me Tim Uh, become friends with Sergio on Facebook and I'm sure he has Instagram and go check out
1: Green Surge Sergio the comic is all my handles Twitter, Instagram, Facebook Um, Yeah. And find him, see him, and. I'll be performing at Punchline August 28th. That's exciting. Which show is it? uh, Future of Comedy. Cool. Uh, At 8 p.m., uh, Tuesday, the 28th of August, I'll be telling dick jokes and religion jokes because they go hand in hand.
2: Uh, (laughs) All right. The 28th. Go see Sergio. This has been some. Call me Tim.
7: summertime and we're ready to groove in the mission for the sixth annual noise pop block party. It's free Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School, and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. you.
0: Excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody.
4: Check
0: guys. How's it going? Pretty
7: great, I'm sure.
3: Um, we have a little announcement for you. A PSA of sorts. Yes. Uh, listen to Cowards every 10 a.m. to 11 on Mutiny Radio. On Fridays! Yay! For some sweet, scared storytelling. Please do it. We need you. <laughs> so badly. Yes. All okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.
6: And <laughs> all the kiss in his kiss.
2: Flat. Black. Plastic. Hey everybody. Uh, we're at the Hemlock. The Hemlock's about to close, which is very, very sad for a lot of people because a lot of fans have been here. Uh, I've seen some of my favorite bands. Oof. I, bands. Not blands. Because they're not bland. Uh, Floating Goat, Buffalo Tooth. It's one of my favorite bands in San Francisco I've seen here. And tonight, we get uh, to listen to Asada Messiah, which is one of my favorite bands. They're very, very funny and very, very awesome and very, very metal. So we're going to be listening to them tonight here as the hemlock closes, which we're very sad about. Jonathan, do you feel sad about the hemlock closing? I hate the
6: hemlock that is closing.
2: Why, why, what's gonna be here? Like a yoga studio? All right, uh, we'll be right back with Asada Messiah. I'm very excited.
6: Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship
7: summertime and we're ready to groove in the mission for the sixth annual noise pop block party. It's free Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School, and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com.
0: we
4: find the thread we don't 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 don't
2: do Hemlock. The hemlock's going to close, but right now we're buying Asada Messiah gear, which is very important because they are very, uh, yeah, uh, carne asada is delicious, and Asada Messiah is even better for your ear holes because you can talk to your 33-year-old friend Jesus as much as you want and eat beef and your life will be complete and uh, we're going to buy some shirts we're going to listen to them tonight I'm very excited about it hopefully we'll get some people to talk about what the hemlock means or if they're all sad face about it ending or if they're okay or whatever but like this is a great back room and they've been doing bands forever and it's super awesome and it's super sad that it's not going to be happening very much longer so coming out to the hemlock
5: As long as you can, we're going to be recording
2: tonight, and uh, you can hear the throngs of people being excited about a Sodom Messiah. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah! Oh, dude, the Sodom Messiah here. I would actually like to ask some people what they feel about the closing of Hemlock.
5: just because it's they're um, this type of, uh, a
6: a small, small, uh, just Dude, I would, um, I, I, think I, like this is more like... Dark, yeah. uh, is that my work? Yeah, that's real That's his shirt, there it is. There was go. Not too much. Is
4: there are. Is
5: that his band? They do. just like, I just
4: sleep. I was just
2: like, I I was just like, I can I can I ask you what you think about the closing of the hemlock?
5: Dude, it really sucks because, again, it's another one of uh, San Francisco kind of like local staples that's going out because of, um, I mean, and I'm not throwing shade because I do love the tech industry because like Uber is fucking awesome and Grubhub is fucking awesome, but uh, it's kind of has to do with um, just consumerism, the fact that living somewhere is it's a commodity in the city, and it's just highly monetized. And uh, places like this just can't generate the amount of profit that uh, a, a uh, apartment complex can. It bums me out.
2: So so all the people that are coming to the apart apartment complexes, so they're just bereft of art? Like what do they do? Do they just listen to like Britney Spears and call it a day? Like they just don't understand awesome bands like Asada Messiah. They just don't even understand what it means to go out and hear live music or whatever. And, they know, just wanna
5: and it's wrong of me to be shifting the blame on the people who are gonna be living in those apartment complexes because it has it has, it's not just trying to work, they're just trying to make a living, but the people who own the land, those are the real fucks, because they don't give a fuck, they don't give a fuck about the community of the city, they don't give a fuck about staples like the hemlock, all they give a fuck about is making money. And
2: who owns the land, because like 250 years ago, it was yeah! the Indians' land. So That's whose true. land was it? How did they get the money? How did they take the land? I mean, who did it? Come on, Jack, where going to get it? Okay. Yeah, man! Philosophy ended, band starting. Everybody give it up for Excited. Morrissey's
5: cock. Yay! Big All right. Are you guys fucking ready? Yeah. Hell yeah!
6: Let's rock out on this bitch. They're gonna tear this building down. Let's help them tear it down right now. Hamlock Tavern, San Francisco. Give it up, please, for Asada Masada. Ah!